Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast This is episode 44, talking about minute 43 And this is Sarah, your host Today I have a very special guest, our fearless leader, Darren Hello <laughs> This is sort of Darren's brainchild and he's been producing every episode, so it's so exciting to get to talk to him about my favorite movie, and I assume his favorite movie. I'm going to be honest, until we started doing this project, I hadn't seen the film. <gasps> I know. In fact, up and, I think up until, the, uh, I think we had the first 15 episodes done before I actually watched a film. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. And I think, I think I'd edited the first, I think, five episodes before I'd actually watched it. So, I, I mean, that was mostly credits. Um, so it was yeah. before it got into the story. So people could have been lying. They could have been saying whatever they wanted was going on in the film, and I wouldn't <laughs> have known because I hadn't actually seen it. Uh, so let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about Minute 43, which uh, begins the outside of the Porn Mansion by the lovely pool, which, I mean, it is a pretty yeah. amazing pool. I think it's been discussed, but, like... It's, it's a nice it's a nice pool. And until now, I think we've only ever been over by the... Like the... the patio the, area. Uh, yeah. yeah, like the, the table and chairs, yeah. Coming in in media res, as they say, because Duffy <laughs> has already started talking to Chris, and we, we get... The second half mm-hmm. of, of a, a, a like a really weird line. Duffy says, and I drink from the toilet sometimes. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and my question, do you think that was just like <laughs> Eric Roberts like talking? Well, what he's trying to do is he's he's trying to confess a secret to Chris so that Chris will tell him his secret. Which is not really a secret, which is that he can't swim, which is what he says next. He's like, I can't swim. And Duffy says, I know. So I don't know why Duffy needed to tell him that he drank from the toilet if he already knows Chris can't swim. Well, because I think that that's just Eric Roberts talking. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, but so then Chris says, I don't know what to tell my dad, which I don't understand, like, about the swimming thing. Like, does the dad think that Chris can swim? Chris is essentially, he only seems to hate his father. Understandably. It's not that the subjects that he are off limits and he can't talk to his father about them. It's that he just hates him. And every time his father yeah. attempts to connect <laughs> to him on a human level, Chris is just like, ugh. He just like 
rolls his eyes and flips his hair and then leaves. <laughs> and the and the funniest thing is is that um, a couple of minutes before this, which I think you covered with Sammy and Dylan, uh, when Phil came back from his walk, Chris was like su- seemed to be super hostile with him and like ignored him. And Phil is like, "Oh, I've just come back from this walk." And Chris, and Chris is just basically sitting there doing Franny's homework, I think, mm-hmm. and just not he's not caring. And so I don't know why Chris is all of a sudden saying to Duffy, oh, you know, I don't know what to tell my dad. It's like every, literally every other minute I've seen with Chris in this film so far, he doesn't seem to want to be in the same room as his dad, which is understandable. Yes. Who would want to be in the same room as him? Like, honestly. The way Chris is approaching this, it's as if this is like a deep, dark secret. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, something that's like very important. So, you know, like other similar things that you'll see in um, like movies or TV shows, you'll have a teenager that, you know, their parents want them to go to one college, like the dad's alma mater or something and the kid is like I don't want to do that or you know like it's something like like deep desires or as if you know he's he wants to come out to his dad that he's gay or something and you know like it's no I mean it's that he can't swim like has the dad been investing like you know does he drop him off at like the local Y like every week for swimming (laughs) lessons and he's been doing this for like years and he was once like an olympic swimmer and he just wants chris to follow in his footsteps it's really weird because it seems to me the suggestion seems to be that maybe phil thinks that chris is like on the swim team or something at school and he's yeah like he's maybe like chris has got someone else to swim his races and he's got like a cabinet (laughs) full of gold medals or something like as though there's some gigantic scandal and it's just he can't swim. So it doesn't make any sense. Like, just from Chris's personality, it doesn't make any sense that he's, like, struggling to talk to his dad from the secret. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, none of none of this makes any sense. <laughs> If Phil did know that his son can't swim, why did he buy this gigantic mansion with this massive swimming pool? That just seems like he's trying to... It's, it, if I was if I was Chris, I'd be like, is he trying to kill me? Is it like, uh, is, like <laughs> is it like a long con? Is Phil like, oh yeah, I had the swimming pool and I don't know how he drowned. <laughs> you know, it, it like it was just he was out there one day and I didn't know he couldn't swim because he never told me. Yeah, like that's what that's what I would be fearful of if I was Chris. <laughs> like not telling my dad I can't swim, but that my dad knows I can't swim and that's why he got this pool. <laughs> Um, Duffy says, I know. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, I don't know what to tell my dad. And then Duffy's next line is just, as with his conversation with Trent, makes no sense. He says, if you can talk to a cat, you can talk to your dad. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> if you're physically capable of talking to a cat, you're physically capable of talking to anyone. Like, It doesn't seem like one of those things that where you're like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, if you can do this, then you can do that. It's like, um, no, just because you're talking to a cat. And then Chris is like, but we don't have anything in common. And, like, I don't think, other than Susan and Humphrey Bogart, I don't (laughs) think Phil has anything in common with anyone. Oh, well, he and Tina are both into computer programming. Yeah. And cheese puffs, but I don't think we've gotten to that part yet. (laughs) No, no. Like at this point in the film, yeah, we like we we know that Phil likes computers, and we know that Tina likes computers, and we know that Tina has read about Phil on a computer. Yes, <laughs> because that was that was a few episodes. <laughs> but so far, we they don't know each other. Chris doesn't have anything in common, and then and then Duffy's like justification of you both talked to a cat, didn't you? 
<laughs> and the cat talked back, didn't it? It's like if I was Chris, I'd be like, I'm, I don't, I'm not following this conversation <laughs> at all. I'm uh, like, oh, okay, I guess, like. Yeah, I mean, this would just this would just mean that they're both delusional. It wouldn't mean that it would be easier to tell his father that he can't swim. I mean, <laughs> well, it it doesn't make any sense at all. And yes. Chris even says, and Chris in agrees because he that's weird. He says it's weird, and it yeah. is. He's right. Like he finally got something right. <laughs> yeah, and then we get the. I think what is essentially like Duffy's like kind of money shot in this minute, which is. This really, really long, like, motivational speech that he gives to Chris. And, I mean, it's it's actually, I think, a pretty decent message, like, as far as we're going to get from this movie, that, you know, Duffy tells Chris to don't ever stop being weird. Don't let one yeah. setback to, uh, stop you from taking advantage of an opportunity. And if you need help, ask for it. And, I mean, that's actually very good advice. Really, I yeah. mean... <laughs> The thing is, though, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense with what he's just said before, where he's like, "You can talk to a cat." The cat talk back. <laughs> like, ha- what does that have to do with anything? But then he yeah. just goes off on this this kind of like motivational speech, and then like the the, the what is my f- like favorite part? I think of of this film because um, this cat is meant to be. Um, bringing people together, helping people out, giving them advice. Duffy's just given like some great advice to Chris. His advice to Trent was dumb. His advice to <laughs> Tina was dumb. His advice to Phil was just like, you know, you live in a place with gigantic woods, go for a walk, which yeah. uh, like not really advice. So he's he's kind of, you know, said to Chris, if you need help, ask for it. That makes sense. That's great. So then Chris is like, this cat's talking to me. We're having a, a conversation, I guess. Uh, Duffy, do you think Franny likes me? And then Duffy, Duffy walks away. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just leaves. He doesn't. And I just I, I think I what this this just makes me think that maybe they wanted to get some more lines in the cat's mouth, but the cat Squeaky was just having none of it, and he was like, "Nah, I'm off. This is is like I should be napping. I'm I'm going. Don't like." Don't bother, you know, don't bother calling my trailer or anything. I'm off. I'm, I'm, I've got to go eat at some tuna in water or whatever. And and then and then Chris is just like, Duffy, Duffy, Duffy. And it's just like, uh, the cat's gone. And he's like, well, I guess my dad and me are crazy together. And then we finish with, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> like, you've... Uh, You've both had a psychotic break. I don't know if that's cool, but... And it's, again, it's just so out of character that, like, you know, oh, finally, my dad and I have something to bond over. That's what I've been waiting for this entire movie. (laughs) And it's like, no, like, you've been waiting for your dad to die or something, like... Yeah, yeah. Up, Up until this point, like, the only things that Chris has kind of expressed an opinion about is... That his dad looks terrible after coming back from a walk, which is true. He did look absolutely <laughs> awful. You know, that his dad can't cook anything, which, again, I mean, we never, here's the funny thing. We never see him actually burn any food. You know, we just see him, like, screaming and shouting about it. But, you know, and then his dad keeps letting this stray cat in and feeding it. And Chris is, in an earlier minute, Chris was just like, why are you feeding that cat? It's not our cat. Yeah, like, he really <laughs> dislikes this cat. Yeah, and then so I don't know why he would think that Duffy talking to him is a is a is like a good thing. It's, yeah. it's such a weird. None it's of such it. A, it's such a Shockingly, weird. Shockingly, this minute is a 
it's weird and it doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> that's so unusual for this movie. <laughs> yeah. I, fe- I, fe- I, I have a feeling that that could be the, the statement at the end of almost every minute yeah. in this film. I mean, really, that could be, like, the quote on the cover of the DVD. <laughs> this movie yeah. is weird and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're Duffy, he, he doesn't really help Tina unless he designed that website, um, codemonkeytimes.com. So he doesn't he doesn't help Tina really. He just says look at your computer and then goes away. He doesn't really help Trent other than saying don't listen to your sister, which I feel like Susan should be the one offering that advice. Not this should she shouldn't have to wait like Trent shouldn't have to wait for a talking cat to <laughs> tell him that. He should just know just ignore your sister. The twins he hasn't really offered any advice to. And Phil his advice was not that good. And then for Chris, it, it doesn't solve the problem of him not being able to swim, and he doesn't help him with Franny. So yeah, his so like you know, Chris's two problems in this film are he can't swim and he wants to be able to talk to Franny. I I think a lot of the time Duffy is taking way too much credit for events that are going on in this film. Yeah, his his advice is always like just so vague that I mean to say that he's helping people is a real stretch because he just yes he tells Chris if you need help ask for it and then in 20 minutes he will ask for help with the swimming (laughs) but it's not like I I really don't think that wouldn't have happened if Duffy hadn't said anything um, I think within the film, like the minutes where Duffy talks, I think everyone looks forward to those minutes because obviously the title of the film is A Talking Cat and you're looking for the moment where the cat talks. But when he does talk, it's always such a kind of anticlimax because you're like, <laughs> this makes this makes no sense whatsoever. Why is he why is he telling this person that? So I guess it's like it's a little disappointing that he basically Duffy offers like no advice to Chris of any use other than ask for help which is about as generic as look at your computer or go for a walk yeah and I don't know I don't know that Trent's advice could be boiled down to a generic um, thing I think it's you know because it's just like yes you've got imagination because you talk to a cat which that's not really a universal thing is it that anyone can relate to so (laughs) I have a feeling that this is the last time that Duffy offers advice to anyone because I don't think he ever talks to Susan. No. In the film, I don't like, think she, he does. Uh, no. So, uh, so this is like the this like that kind of like Duffy wandering off. That is it. That's we, no. The the rest of the film is a lie because it's not about a talking cat anymore. Yeah, you know? I think we get a couple of voiceovers. I think, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Now that you pointed out, and we're only about we're about halfway through the movie, so <laughs> we are we are exactly hot. Well, the last the last minute. Like the midway point of that, like, um, is exactly halfway through the film. Yeah. So we're at the halfway point, and I think at the exact halfway point, Duffy starts offering his advice to Chris, and then and now this is it. He's 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 done talking. Um, I I like to. I can only assume that maybe there was some advice for Susan, but Eric Roberts was just too drunk to record it, yeah. so they just cut that minute out. <laughs> just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. About it. We'll get the rest from context. Don't worry about it, Eric. <laughs> I, so I, I think, and considering that his entire lines add up to three minutes, I don't know how it took him 15 to get that performance. That <laughs> seems like he spent way, way too long doing, like, you know, the whole thing. So, yeah, you know. So that's kind of that's kind of where we are, and we're at the end of 
The end of Duffy's advice and the end of this minute. Yeah. So that was minute 43 of A Talking Cat. And so that was episode 44 of A Talking Cast. Thanks for joining me to talk about one of the, I would say, greatest films of our generation. (laughs) I think is not an overstatement. Um, If anything, you're underselling it slightly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And unfortunately, it's not on Netflix US anymore. So, no. you know, that's 300 million people who can't see it anymore. Oh, uh, what a tragedy. Having to pay like $5 to get it through the post or something. Yeah, well, that's why uh, it's almost sold out on Amazon. So, yeah. <laughs> Want more A Talking Cast? Check us out on SoundCloud at a-talking-cast, on Twitter at A Talking Cast, and on Facebook slash A Talking Cast. You can also find us on Stitcher slash podcast slash a talking cast. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. All right. Bye. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 44 of a talking cast. The Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for. Your host was Sarah Kathleen, and I was the guest. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. In loving memory of Jaden Holmes.